couple things. You ready? Um, yes, I was in California. Uh, no, uh, I'm not looking forward to returning. Uh, I was at the Southern Baptist Convention, so I, I just want to give you a brief update. And, and obviously, everything about going and sitting in a convention hall with eight or 8,000 people is going to be about perspective and what it looks like. I'm going to ask this, and not for pride reasons, and not because I need any kind of edification or, or, or you know, um, how many of you like the gathering? Okay, good. Thank you. All right, good. All right, I'm glad to hear that. All right. How many of you love worship? Right, okay. How, do you love each other in this room? Okay, see that? There you go. All right, now we've covered everything the gathering's about. Done. Okay? We're going to love God. We're going to love each other. We're going to walk it out together. And, and, and a lot of people are surprised at times when we mention the Baptist Convention or the Southern Baptist Convention because, quite honestly, a lot of people don't know that we are one of the cooperating Baptist churches. Now, what does that mean for people? A lot of people don't even understand what that means. Um, what it means is, is that the local congregation is the local congregation. Uh, the, the gathering... Uh, was once historically uh, more known as, I don't even know, Surf City Baptist Church, okay? Um, Surf City Baptist Church had gone through some years of difficulty, and, and in 2009, they, 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 they called Angie and Eli and I here, and we came in September of 2009, and, and, and the wording was, we need a rebirth. I said, okay, we can do that. Uh, it won't look like what you think it's going to look like. Harold, didn't I say that? <laughs> See, Harold was here. I said, it's not going to look like what you think it's going to look like. And they're like, okay. I said, and it's harder than you think it is. But now 13 years later, we look around and we just go, man, I just love to worship. I just love hanging out with, with the people as we come together. That's why we refer to the gathering as a worship community. We are a community. We come together and we worship. We're going to love God first all the time. And can I just tell you, being a, an affiliated church of the Southern Baptist Convention, nobody at the Southern Baptist Convention is going to show up and go, you can't do that. Okay? That's why. How many of you have heard that? How many of you saw anything on the news about the Southern Baptist Convention? A couple of you. See, you didn't pay attention. Good job. Because what they say in the news usually isn't true. Okay? Um, interestingly enough, anytime they report in the news, they call it a denomination. Do y'all know that the Baptist, Southern Baptist Convention is not a denomination? It, 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 is, it is a convention of churches who choose to cooperate with one another for the purpose of missions, supporting seminaries, you know, kind of coming together around what we refer to as the Baptist faith and message given the year 2000 because that's when we voted on it, and I was there when we voted on it. Um, but here's what, here, can I just give you the bottom line of it is? <clears throat> We're the gathering. We come together to worship, to love God, to love each other, to love this community, to be who God called us to be. And I've never had anybody from any convention, anything, come to me and go, Bobby, you can't do that. Right? So we're just going to continue being the gathering. So whatever you read in the news, if you got a question, call me. My number's on that announcement sheet. That is my cell phone number right there. If you got a, a question, you call me. That's my convention update. Thank you very much. All right.
it's interesting to me that, that there are a lot of people who, who enjoy being divisive. Y'all know that? Have y'all noticed that in church? No. Yeah. Some people have a real need to be right. Okay. Two kinds of churches. You ready? This is, this is the way I like to define the Southern Baptist Convention. Here you go. There are some churches who will say, we're a Southern Baptist church. And I always go, yay! And, and, and I say, and then there are those of us who say, well, we're affiliated with the Southern Baptist Convention. <laughs> right? Now, if any of that offends you, just understand. We stand on the Word of God. I'm going to preach the Word of God all the time. Not going to turn from it. I believe it in the in, I believe it in its inerrancy. This is the word of God. Genesis to Revelation. We're reading it through this year from January to December. All the messages this year are called, titled, God Said It. Because this is the word of God. God has spoken. When, and, and, and this psalm speaks to it particularly. I love the psalm we're doing today. Because everything in creation, God spoke it into existence. God said, let there be, and it was, right? We have the written word of God. This is it. God inspired it. Actually, thank you, Tim, God breathed it out. And it says that in this psalm today, that it is the, the breath of God, right? Uh, we have the living word of God that is Jesus. Jesus is the living word of God. And, 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 and we get to know him, and we get to know God the Father through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That's who we are. And guess what? We want other people to know it. So I've done my Baptist Convention update. Now I'm going to do my missions update. A couple of weeks ago, Jordan and I got to go to, uh, to, to Texas and, and, and Mexico together because we do help support an organization called SARE. SARE stands for Salvation Education Responsibility. And it is pretty much a, 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 a mission group throughout Mexico, operates on a very small budget, but supports about 15 works across Mexico, mainly working with children. Helping children to know Jesus, helping children to, to go to school, helping children to, 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 to give them some sort of encouragement and support that they don't get in their society and community. And so we're a part of SARE, and, and, uh, and so we, we were there for the board meeting, and, and we as a congregation actually uh, just recently, we're, we're supporting this year the building of at least two new churches and possibly three new churches in Mexico because these pastors come up and they don't ask for anything but but as God lays it on my heart I just go okay let, let's do something so so missions and and the Southern Baptist Convention the reason it was formed at all was because of missions because as a convention in multiple churches you can put more more missionaries out in the world because churches come together to do that and, they, and the missionaries of the Southern Baptist Convention don't have to go out and, and beat the bushes for money. or they, they have the support. Once they make it through the, 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 the sort of the vetting process, they go to the mission field and, and, and they just do work. And it was cool to see 52 new missionaries commissioned, I think it was Tuesday evening at the convention. So uh, and, and and they were going and 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 some of them they they interviewed them behind this 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 scrim screen thing because their faces can't be out there their names were changed to protect them 
You know, and so they would interview them behind these screens and they would tell who they were and all this kind of stuff and that they were going to a, an unreached people group in some part of the country. And I was just like, oh. Anyway, so all that to say, we're going to continue <laughs> to just keep worshiping God. We're going to continue to just keep serving and, and loving the people around us and sharing the gospel and, and all those things. And so I am thrilled that, that I get to be gathering. I told y'all that story one time. I asked God where it was. I said, well, tell me about your walk with Jesus. He said, well, I did this and I did that. I said, well, what do you do now? He said, now I'm gathering. I was like, yay. Well, guess what? Gathering's not a denomination either. We're a worship community. We come together for the, the purpose of worship. And so I'm glad you're here. We are in Psalms finally, and, and I have to say that as much as I enjoyed reading through the book of Job and, and digging in on some of it with the gathering and the word daily devotional things, I am glad to be in Psalm. Okay? I, I, I am glad to be uh, reading the praises and, and joining in the praises. It's not about reading Psalm for the purpose of, 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 of the, so much the exegesis of it as to recognize worship. How many of you recognize this book here? About three of you. Thank you very much. <laughs> this says the Baptist hymnal. Okay, this is the Baptist hymnal. Uh, it was commissioned oh, somewhere in the early 80s or so as the new rendition, 91 actually copyrighted, the new Baptist hymnal. You know what this is? It's a songbook, right? Now, that's what I, I remember people calling that, uh, you know, the worship minister would get up on Sunday morning and say, take out your songbooks. I grew up in the South, forgive me. Uh, take out your songbooks and turn to, to page number. Well, guess what? They're not pages. It's hymnal. Anyway. These are songs and worship direction and all those kind of things. And, and they serve a purpose and all those kind of things. Guess what? We don't have them under the chairs anymore. You know why? Because when we started using screens, they became obsolete in a way. But if you'd like to read one, we've got a few. The Psalms are the Hebrew songbook. Uh, they're... they're, they're uh, at times, the, the Hebrew Bible, the Jewish Bible, had 10 different books of Psalms. Uh, then they were compiled into five books, which you'll see referenced in your Bible usually, book one, book two, up through five. Uh, they did that in, to, to parallel and to mirror the five books of the Torah. Okay, so you've got this sort of this sort of balance in there that the psalm and and they had prescribed psalms for prescribed worship and festivals and services and so so anytime they got together there were certain things that were prescribed for them to sing and and they would memorize these things and the priests and the folks would lead them in these psalms. Well, we're in Psalm 33 and and by ascription or it's not ascribed to anybody. Because at one point, Psalm 32 and Psalm 33 went together. Psalm 32 is ascribed to David. But anytime you read that where it says a psalm of David, understand that that little word of there can also mean for. So it's not necessarily that David wrote all 70-something psalms that, that are ascribed to him. They may have been written for him as the king. Okay, so I'm just trying to give you some background songs. We're going to spend four Sundays in Psalms because there's 150 of them. And so for the next four weeks, 
the messages on Sunday will correspond with whatever the reading is for that day. We're encouraging everybody to read through the Bible this year. Read from Genesis to Revelation, January to December. If you're not there, then start where you are. We'll start just, boom, jump in Psalms, go. All right? And just start reading. Find a program that you can read the Word of God. Not just because you want to check a box that I've read through the Bible. That's one of those things that I better slow down. I love it when people tell me I've read through the Bible 15 times. I think that's tremendous. Can I just tell y'all I haven't? I've read through it a number of times, but I had a friend of mine who would read through the Bible every single year. And he would do it during his lunch break at work. And, and, and because he wanted to separate himself from the junk that went on at work, he would spend his lunch break eating his sandwich or whatever and reading the Bible. And that's what he did. And, and, and he would tell me, he said, I crossed it off again. And, and I mean, he, that, that was his practice was to stay in the Word of God. So we are in Psalm 33. I'm going to read the whole psalm. It's going to take a minute, but you be patient. Here we go. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous ones. Praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the lyre. Make music to him with a ten-stringed harp. Sing a new song to him. Play skillfully on the strings with a joyful shout. All right. First command I've read from Scripture that says it's okay to go, Woo! For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is trustworthy. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. The heavens were made by the word of the Lord, and all the stars by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the water of the sea into a heap. He puts the depths into storehouses. Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him, for he spoke. And it came into being. He commanded and it came into existence. The Lord frustrates the counsel of the nations. He thwarts the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. Happy is the nation's nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen to be his own possession. The Lord looks down from heaven. He observes everyone. He gazes on all the inhabitants of the earth from his dwelling place. He forms the hearts of them all. He considers all their works. A king is not saved by a large army. A warrior will not be rescued by great strength. A horse is a false hope. It provides no escape by its great power. But look, the Lord keeps his eye on those who fear him, those who depend on his faithful love to rescue them from death and to keep them alive in famine. We wait for the Lord. He is our help and shield for our hearts rejoice in him because we trust in his holy name. May your faithful love rest on us, Lord, for we put our hope in you. Pray with me. Pray with me, all righty. Father, we just bow. God, we just bow before you. God, I thank you. I thank you that you are all these things. You, you have said in your word, you give us all these things. 
And so, God, today we just bow with the psalmist, with, with David, with the nation, with the people. God, we just bow before your throne and just exalt your name. God, we look around at trees and oceans and turtles and everything, and God, just know that you crafted it by the word of your mouth. Your very breath brought it into existence. And so, God, I agree with the words of this psalm, and I thank you that this is not simply about reading the words on a page. This is not simply about uh, singing it in poetic uh, verse and phrase or, or with musical instruments. It's not about it. It's about the relationship, God, the, the very presence that you have given us in our lives that we might be your children, that we might be your people. God, that we might bow before you. God, I thank you for the Psalms. I thank you for this Psalm. I thank you, God, that it directs our attention in the right place. When all the world is swirling around us. And, and even our own lives sometimes are swirling with confusion and question and division. And, and yes, there's hatred and evil and all those things. God, we can direct our hearts, our minds, our eyes on you. Your righteousness. Your throne. God, we can know that we are your people. And God, we praise you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. All righty, so I like this psalm, and I'm glad that it fell on Sunday, and I think God planned it that way. Because the title of all the messages this year are that God said it. It is the Word of God. I'm not the editor, and neither are you, even though there are people out there who like to edit. People love to edit the Word of God. And I don't mean just in the negative, like, like they find something they don't like about the Word of God. Some people edit the Word of God in that they find a train of thought, or dare I call it a system of theology, and ignore everything else that doesn't agree with their system. So when I read this and I look at the psalmist, right, the author, whether it's David or whether it's somebody that's writing for David or whether we don't even know him, here's what we know about the author. This author loved God. Man, I look at this thing and I see all this praise and I see all this joy and I see all this just excitement that, that he has about just, just putting this and pinning this and, and for thousands of years. That this has been in existence, that, that we can read this and go, wow. Anybody ever seen a 10-stringed harp? Well, I'm sorry. If we don't have a 10-stringed harp, then we can't worship right. Right? I mean, is that, is that what this is doing? No. He says, look, at the time that this was written, there was something called a 10-stringed harp. What's a liar? It's a what? Okay, see, I, is that the point of this? No, the point of this is, is that in all that we do, everything that God has, has entrusted to us, our response in all things has to be to praise God. Just to lift up his name. Man, I love Lou and Charlotte. Y'all didn't know this, but, you know, this goodness of God song over here. That, 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 that God planned that just for them. Glad y'all enjoyed it, but it was for them. See? I mean, just to sing about the goodness of God. 
and, and to, to acknowledge the goodness of God. And, and folks, to be able to do that, not just when we're sitting in, in nice red chairs, but to do it when we're driving down the highway. How many of you just love praising God in traffic? See, you, you waited till I, you didn't wait till I said in traffic. I caught you. Right? But when you read this and you see the author of this psalm, and, and, and then when we get down to the part of God's voice, I want to I focus on this a minute. Because in verse 1 where it says, Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous ones. Praise from the upright is beautiful. So, so we make it a point in our lives to live out righteousness. To, now, how do you live out righteousness? To live out righteousness is to consider what God thinks first. We live in a world that just flat out wants to deny God's existence. Wants to deny God's authority. Wants to deny God's creative design. You see? And we live in a culture and a society where people are walking so delicately around things like, oh, I can't say that because somebody might be offended. Well, look, have we ever thought about the fact that, that to participate in that might offend God? Okay? So to praise God is to first bow, acknowledge, and consider what it is that God thinks about these things. Man, um, I, I was listening to a message when I was running yesterday. Let me read this first because this is the serve God part of the message this morning. It says, for the word of the Lord is right and all his work is trustworthy. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. You can find God's love in all the earth, okay? Here you go. The heavens were made by the word of the Lord. Remember, God said it. God spoke it all into existence. All the stars by the breath of his mouth. As he inspired in word, everything came into existence. He gathers the water of the sea into a heap. He puts the depths into the storehouses. We just got out of Job where he says, uh, God tells the ocean where to stop. And, and the storehouses and the heap says, he puts the oceans into a container. Is what that's a reference to. Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Now, that's a, that's a pretty bold statement. Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Why? Why fear the Lord? Because He's the one that has established all of creation. All of the universe are universes. You see, he's the one that put it in place. I try to tell people who, who, who want to come at me with science stuff, and I go, you know what science is? Science is nothing more than discovering what God has already established. God put it there. We're just opening our eyes to what God has done. So, yeah, I'm an advocate. Follow the science because God's the one behind it. But when we start denying what God has done, that's not a fear of the Lord. I listened to this message yesterday. It's funny. He said, you know, he said, some people look at some things that God created and go, did he really? 
This preacher actually said, he said, for instance, you look at a slug, you kind of want to go, I'm not blaming that on God. That's what this preacher said. And I was like, I kind of agree, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. But, but, but we fear the Lord because guess what? He is the one that's in charge of it. I happen to be one of those people that when God removes his control, it's all going to spin out of control. I loved it when we were, I've told you all the story talking about molecules and atoms. And, and they say, well, you know, the molecules, these are atoms that come together to make up the elements. And I go, cool. They say, and the atom is, is this uh, nucleus with electrons and protons and neutrons. And, and they're all held together in this, this thing. And they got pictures of them, you know. And, 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 and they explain. I go, okay, why? Well, the, the positive and the negative and the neutral, it holds its... I go, but why? How? Well, wh where did that come from? Who put that in place? Did, did that just sort of... You know, the greatest challenge to, to, to evolutionary thought is, is that everything we see came from nothing? I mean, wh where did something start? See what I mean? So, let the whole earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came into being. He commanded and it came into existence. What's our place in that? What is it that God wants? What is it that we should commit ourselves to? God has called us. I mean, the praise is, though, though I believe the Bible tells us to praise God, praise is not the, the, this imperative demand. Praise is the response for acknowledging and recognizing who God is. Man, just praise God. You know, I mean, that's why, the, that's why the writers of, I mean, Paul and James and those guys say, you know, praise God in your suffering. Excuse me? You know what? Just praise God, because he's got it. Right? As you work down there, you see the Lord frustrates the council of nations. Well, huh? Well, what, what we're talking about here is that God is the one who ordains kings and kingdoms and raises them up and casts them down. Right? He thwarts the plans of the people. My mom used to have a keychain said, uh, uh, God plans. No, we plan and God laughs. Right? The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart are from generation to generation. See, God stands above all that he's created. He's outside of time. He's outside of place. He is all things and everywhere. And so he sees, and the Bible tells us he sees the beginning from the end. So any context of time we want to apply to God doesn't fit. Okay? He's already looking at my end. He already knows what it's going to look like. That's why I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to worry about it. When it comes, it'll just come. So, and then this is, a, this is a verse we love to quote. I've heard people preach all over this one. Uh, happy is the nation whose God is the Lord, 
the people he has chosen to be his own possession. The Psalms were written during the time of the nation. Remember, I shared with you the story of redemption. You've got creation, fall, sin, the chaos of it all. You've got the couple, the covenant, the family, the people, the people God shaped into a nation. Here's what I want people to realize. That nation period of time is where God defined the people group by their worship. Right? Here's how you build a tabernacle. Here's how you establish my presence among you. Here's how you come and make offerings and sacrifices. And during that nation period from tabernacle to temple, these are the songs of your worship. And I believe God inspired them. He breathed them out to those who put them down. And so <clears throat> as the sacrificial setting is taking place, these are the songs that they sang. And, and, and you can go look at, at some Hebrew liturgy, orthodoxy, and find when Psalm 33 was sung. It was sung at this particular festival. It was sung at this particular time. It was sung during these events. And it'll tell you, this is when you sing this particular song. Yay. Okay? But when you start to see this, is that happy is the nation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. You see? So, so when we look at this thing, we start to realize, what does this mean to me? Sure, I can join with the psalmist in praise. I can join with the psalmist in realizing that, that I'm not supposed to, to depend, you know, on horses or armies or Great strength, I'm not supposed to... Mm, you ready? Don't get ugly now. Here we go. I'm not supposed to depend on governments or politicians. You ready? For, yeah, all right, yeah. Now, I, I am a citizen, so I obey most of the laws. It's that speed limit when I have trouble with Right? I mean, I do, I, I abide by, by the society in which I live. Here's the other thing. We're not supposed to cast our dependence in our, on the structures of this society, not just the politics of the government. Can I just, I, I'll just tell you, and, and, and I keep mentioning Tim because he's my friend. Tim's a doctor. But you know what? Even if he was my doctor, my health is not dependent on him. Do you know that? My health, my... God has entrusted this to me, and this is his temple, as, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6. I'm supposed to take care of it, right? But God's the one who holds me in the palm of his hand. Not my doctor. Not the AMA, not my insurance company. See, gone to meddling now, hadn't I? So we praise God together. These psalms, I, I, I'm enjoying the walk through the Bible immensely, and I'm so grateful to, to John and Nick and all of them for encouraging this as, as the gathering as a body. I hope you're walking through it. If, if not, I hope, if you don't get gathering in the Word, which is the daily devotional that goes out by email through the whole um, CCB system, I, I write them, and, and I send them out in the mornings or in the evenings or whenever. They each have the day on them. 
just making our way through Scripture and acknowledging that, that, that this Word is by God's design. And it's for us to know Him, to know God. So, so we, we praise God. We serve God because He's the one that establishes our lives. He's the one that establishes our plans. We don't depend on armies or warriors or horses. We depend on Him. You see, the Lord keeps His eye on those who fear Him, those who depend on His faithful love. That's verse 18. To rescue them from death and to keep them alive in famine. We wait for the Lord. He is our help and shield for our hearts rejoice in Him because we trust in His holy name. So finally this morning, just love God. How do you, I asked that this week in, in gathering in the Word devotional. How do you love God? What does loving God look like in your life? Because I'll be honest, I was brought up to believe that as long as I went to Sunday school and worship on Sunday morning and showed up for RAs on Wednesday night, then that's all I needed to do. Just that's, that was my. And then I, as I grew up, I realized that it's not. These things are like the praise of God. Gathering together for worship is the result of loving God first. Loving the relationship with him. And so the thing that kept coming, worship, declaring the worth of God in your life. Praise God, serve God, love God. What does loving God look like on Monday for you? Tuesday, Wednesday. What does loving God look like in your life? <clears throat> Interestingly, and I had this story in my mind, even before Eli walked in, so I'm going to have to go ahead and tell it. I used to run in the mountains, pushing a, a running stroller, right? And for a while, I kept him strapped down, but then I didn't, and he'd just jump out when he saw something interesting. Well, there was a period of time in, in Pisgah Forest when the monarch butterfly would be migrating over the mountain. And they were just, I mean, you could reach out and just touch them, just about. Well, we were running through Pisgah National Forest one time. And, and as we were coming along, there was this thing. Somebody must have spilled a Coca-Cola. I don't know. But, like, there were just hundreds of these monarchs on the ground right there. Well, to a three- or four-year-old kid, that was amazing. And so Eli jumps out of the stroller, and he goes over, and he stands in the middle right where all these monarchs are, and they're just swarming. I don't know if butterflies swarm, but they, they were just swarming around him. I wish that, that, that cell phones and pictures were a thing back then because I, I didn't take a picture of it, but he, it, this little bitty kid, little bitty thing standing there, and butterflies were just swirling around him. And I thought, man, I just want to get into God like that picture. I just want to be so into my relationship with God that it's just God just swirling all around. You know what that'll make you do? That'll make you praise God. Just praise God. Pray with me. Father, thank you for today. 
I thank you for Psalms, and I thank you, God, that, that the message of Psalms is, is one of not just praise, but prayer, and, and sometimes, God, the psalmist is, is lamenting, and, and, and God, it, it, Psalm is just this meeting with you, God, and so God, help us to meet with you. God, help us to be all in the middle of it. God, help us to praise you, help us to serve you, help us to love you. God, if there's somebody here this morning that doesn't know a relationship with you through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, God, you have given us salvation through your own son. So God, if there's somebody that's lost here this morning and doesn't know Jesus, we want them to know Jesus. God, if there are Christians here this morning that, that just struggle, God, I just pray that, that their faith and their hope and their trust is being built in you. And God, there's, there may be some folks who want to be a part of what you're doing here at the gathering. God, we just, we just want to be attentive to you and what you're doing and, and God, what you want for our lives. So God, I thank you and I praise you. I praise you. Just Bobby. God, I praise you today for loving me the way you do. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.